This is, again, I'm Reverend Sonia. This is our beloved Reverend Jack Elliott. And we are here to celebrate our beloved Reverend Dr. Andriette on her birthday this day. Rev, would you come forward, please? <laughs> I have the great pleasure of presenting this gift to you from your board of trustees, ministers, and <laughs> practitioners, we love you. We hope that all of your deepest heart's desires are made manifest today and every day. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. So, my beloved, this is one of those days where no matter what, I will be here. Because I made a commitment to you. Yes. As long as I'm here, yes. I'm here. Yes. So, Thank the you. look may look different. Yeah. But from some many years ago when Terry Whitaker looked at me and wiggled her finger from the stage and said, you must have your hand at her back. Mm -hmm. I have my hand at your back as you have always had your hand at my back. And so on your birthday, I raise you up and say, I see you. I love you. And I thank God for you. And this journey that we have been on together. Yeah. And we've just begun. Yes. Because whatever this number is, it's the new 40. Mm. <laughs> Happy birthday, Rev. <laughs> I have to, like, catch my breath. Well, Jack, tell you what. Just hang out here for just a minute. Because um, while we are celebrating my birthday for that moment um, from yesterday, what's also true is that Heart and Soul began on Wednesday, November 4th. Well, that's when we had that first session. Let me be clear. The, our very first uh, gathering was Wednesday, November 4th, 2009. But before that gathering, in order to gather, a lot had to happen. And I've often shared with folks because I'm so grateful for your standing with me as the wind to my spirit because I knew and was willing to honor what I was called to do. But I was also terrified and didn't believe that I could do it by myself. Didn't want to even consider that. And you made it clear that I wouldn't have to. So it actually began way before that. Way before that. Uh, Revelo, can I get you to come join us, please? Because this is like the original triumphant. I was, I'm going to ask you to come over on this side. I was, um, Revelo got his minister's license, was licensed as a minister in 2009. And so I was mentoring him. And when the shift came, there was that moment where we were talking about, you know, that I was moving to something else. And I was really thought I was getting him set up so that he could know that whatever he chose, and he kind of cut me off to say, he didn't need to know none of that because he was doing whatever I was doing. And so I want you to know that although Sundays and a lot of the founder's energy is big energy, and it touches its fingerprints on everything, it, it messes up stuff, and it fixes on everything. And so I look like the face of that, but this is the love of the engine. This is, this threesome that you see here has been how it happened to begin Heart and Soul as an affiliate of what is now Centers for Spiritual Living, but at the time was United Church for Religious Science. It required a whole packet of an, of an application with demographic, and it just, it was a lot to do. We were like... There, was a, there were those moments where we were thinking as one. 
you know, where I would say it and he was sending it to me. Already complete. It was just, it was an amazing time. And during this time, which was one of the most challenging of my life, I was lifted up in such ease and support. And I want you to know, and I want you to know, and I want y'all to know how grateful I am. I want you to know that it looks like me because I get to be on camera, but I get to be on camera and on mic in front because these brothers, my brothers in ministry, have done the work of supporting me and ensuring that I'm ready. And I mean literally ready because Jack can take care of a girl. (laughs) He can make sure that the girl is ready for the camera for sure. And so I need you to know just how grateful I am. So Because you may forget that I said this to you, (laughs) I have have little goodies for you that are symbolic of who you are to me and to heart and soul. And so one of the pieces in there, this is really important to me. Let me tell y'all what's in here. May I borrow yours so I can tell them? There's the Salbona button. Because that's indicative, that's to remind you that I see you, we see you. We know the truth about you and all that you have done and are for heart and soul. This we know for sure. So that's in here. There are also two cowrie shells. And you know, cowrie shells used to be currency. So this is also to to give you a sense of your value and importance to heart and soul. There is also a tiger's eye stone. And this is from my personal altar. In the 16th century, tiger's eye was so rare. It was and such a, and considered an element so precious that it was worth more than gold. So it was held in that, and I'm holding it that way today. It was nicknamed the shape shifter because it invites the wearer to embrace their inner strength, their personal willpower, and to call on the powers of divine protection. So I want you to feel all of that. More than just a pretty face, because it's a beautiful stone, it serves as a reminder, uh, phones off please, a reminder to harness inner strength, to stand a little taller, to stop sabotaging the self, because all the light and love that is needed is already stashed inside of each of you for the greater good of all of us. So instead of hiding away, the tiger's eye is all about bringing beautiful self-confidence to the surface. This has been my experience and the benefit of collaborating with the two of you. To you, my beautiful, wonderful, loving brothers in ministry, I love you and I'm so grateful for this adventure in faith that I'm sharing it with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. May I have permission to hug? I love you. Thank you. I love you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So, look, just to kind of continue the backstory in a sense, I... um, in years past, we, Revelo created a retrospective video that gave us a sense of all we've been through from whence we've come and just some little snippets. And of course, as we pick up the years, because who knew this would be our 12th anniversary, you know, it gets longer and it requires more editing because you take a little something out. You only want it to be so long. And so I called upon Revelo for his amazing artistry, mastery, and just to, so you get who he is, I want you to know what he wrote to me. He, and I love this about him because he's so thorough and clear. Y'all know him, yes? Yes, you know my brother. This is what he wrote to me. He says, the story I'm telling is this, and I want you to know it, you know? I'm, the story I'm telling is the story of heart and soul from its inception as a primitive little church. The first part of the story is about easy faith, enjoyed in the early years when the precocious little church bounds along, growing in stature and sophistication. I love him. In the midst of this stellar trajectory, the church comes under an an existential threat, 
a global catastrophe that literally shuts down church attendance everywhere in the world. Over the course of a tumultuous year, the little church must reinvent itself in every possible way. Learning and relearning faith as described in Hebrews 11.1. 1. And then I, I want you to know what that is. Faith is assured of things hoped for, a conviction of things not seen. Eventually, the church emerges as something different, potentially wiser, stronger, and more resilient than before. Skip to today. Heart and Soul Center of Light opens its physical doors for the first time since, it's, since the global catastrophe in a new location. And for the first time, we actually have 20 folks in attendance in addition to those folks who are, in st who are staffing. It is an invitation by faith to any who are willing to enter the fourth kingdom of consciousness. Fade to black before the first person enters. He says the music that he has added supports the sense of an easy faith time. From there, the emergence of Heart and Soul Center of Light as a newly formed butterfly seems obvious through the introduction of a new song supporting us as we move through 2021. That's my brother, Revelo. And so now, our video retrospective.
workers are still working to identify the virus. on high alert. coronavirus presents a public health emergency in the United States. change Nothing stays the same Everyone will change No one stays the same The young become the old And mysteries do unfold Cause that's the way of time Nothing and no
Heart and Soul family, Tracy Brown here, and I am so delighted to celebrate with you once again, another year completed, the work that you do, the growth that you have individually and collectively is such a beautiful example of spirituality in action. I love you. I just want to add my congratulations to everything that you are doing. Blessings. Thank you, Dr. Tracy Brown, who um, is an honorary heart and soul practitioner. You know, when she was here for our 10th anniversary, we she spent um, a weekend with our practitioners and we ended up inducting her <laughs> as an honorary heart and soul practitioner. And y'all know, because I hear you uh, referring to me as Reverend Doctor, and so um, Tracy Brown, I am so honored that we were simultaneously awarded the, um, the title and 
of, of the doctorate, the honorary doctorate at the same time. And so in the ceremony in January, we are both looking forward to sharing that. It feels, it feels extraordinarily special that I'll be standing with my dear sister, who I met in 1999 in Brazil, that um, we will we'll have that experience together. So it was very special to receive that from her. And I just want shout out to Brannis McKenzie and Tammy Hall. I'm not mad at any musical arrangement that gets to feature Tammy Hall <laughs> on the piano. You know what I'm saying? They're not all created equal. And so I'm grateful for that particular arrangement, for the way that it featured Brannis McKenzie's vocal prowess and Tammy Hall's. I don't even know what to, I don't even know, is it? No, there's, no, I don't even know. All that that she does with and on the piano. You sometimes you want to run back there and check and see the extra keys now. Like, how'd she do that? Because it's the same piano that other people have played over the years. And you like what she she brought some extra stuff that she put on that piano and delivered something magnificent to us. So just in the context of our awareness that everything must change that nothing stays the same. I love that lyric that, that uh, Brannis delivered to us so beautifully that there are many things in life, many things that we are not sure of, let me say that, that we're not certain about, that we're fearful of. And then there's that that we are certain of and sure of. And I would offer that our intention for heart and soul is that we have the certainty, the clarity of the presence of divine source. The power, the love, the presence, and the way that gives us access, that awareness gives us access to infinite possibility. That's where I would invite you to join me this morning. You know, I'm kind of high right now, so it's, it's easy to get there when it's, you're, you're, no, you're among family and it's all good, it's feeling good, you, you can drop into a knowing that we don't always necessarily have direct access to or we feel that we don't. We do. It's hidden in there. It's packed away. But we feel like we do not have the direct access to it necessarily. So I want to begin with, we always feature our vision statement. And we recite it together. I want, to, I want to tag back to our mission statement. And I want to remind you that all our mission statement, our vision statement, our name, everything that we, what gave us courage, the courage of our intention was visioning. And so it is through the visioning process that we honed our mission statement. And so I just want to, I just want to highlight the, some pieces for you that our, our highest purpose is to teach the principles of science of mind and spirit as a primary tool for transforming any idea of separation. If you're here today in the building or joining us virtually, this is where you want to lean in. You want to lean into the awareness of that there are tools for transforming any idea of separation from the divine, the living one, the strong one, into a realized experience of spiritual liberation. And I wanted to make certain that I, I started with this on the, in the celebration of our 12th anniversary because, if anything, what we teach is spiritual liberation. It's what all the masters taught. When you look at Neville and Emmett Fox and um, uh, Butterworth and all of the folks, it was really spiritual liberation. We see the term in a new way, and it's appropriate because Back in the 20s, when this was a new thought, a new way of looking at 
at uh, spiritual doctrine, religious doctrine, etc., it didn't, like most things, did not rightfully include people of color. It was not, even though because it is spiritual principle, it has to, it was not the way it was advertised. It was not advertised or, or promoted in a way that was all-inclusive. And so often when we think of spiritual liberation, it is the inclusivity of it. But when we think about the truth that new thought is truly ancient wisdom, that it allows us to go back beyond the new thought and see the origin of the awareness of universal principle. And you can't have no universal principle that is not universally applied. Not by people. I'm not talking about how people interpret it and then share it or include or not. I'm saying that universal principle is simply universal. But it means you're going to have to come get it. On my block, there was a term that you got to bring some to get some. And my sense is that the bringing, the sum that you got to bring is a willingness. A willingness to get past whatever you thought it was. Everything must change. Everything. You cannot believe today as you did in 1950, whatever. 19, I know some of y'all, 60, 70, I'm going to pick you up as I go along, 80, 1985, 6, I'm trying to scan, I'm pretty clear, I didn't cover it at all. And then for those of you at home, 90s, <laughs> the 2000, ooh, you're right. Because even in the two, yeah, ooh, we've been at this a while. So the 2000s, <laughs> all of it. It has to, we, we must apply from today and aspirationally. See, when I talk about applying it, I know there is that that we, that we know that we're wanting to embrace, but you're like, Riff, I'm not there yet. So aspirationally embrace it. Embrace it with the intention of being there. With the idea that one day I will, and when I do, here's what I'm going to believe. Here's how I'm going to work it. This is what I'm going to call forth in my life. This is how I will resonate in truth. You see, we don't have to wait. Everything must change. So we know that we're going to shift. Have an idea of the direction of the shift. The, the design for humans is not that we just catch whatever wind comes. Now, we have done that, and those, there are those of us who could give testimony to you uh, 2000ers. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. We've already done that. <laughs> we can report from the field. Don't do that. And instead, set an intention. Order, have an idea in mind that maybe you don't feel free today. But have an idea that when I feel free, here's what I'm going to be about. But at, at some point, if I can embrace a sense of feeling free, feeling liberated from whatever, whoever, however, here's what I'm going to be. Here's how it can unfold. So that's what, we're, that's what we're about. And look, I am declaring, oh, I see what's happening here. Heard me. Pardon me, she said, intending for something else to happen. Okay, all right. All right, I'm going to allow it to be. This notion that because we know everything must change and I am now declaring that 2021 and 2022 is our, is our reset opportunity. It's our opportunity for a redo. But you see, this could have been in 1989. 
going to 90, and I still could have said, with this consciousness, the same thing. Because at any point we come to ourselves, we can declare, this is my point of redo. You know we've done that. The children know to do that. The little ones know to say, "Mm -mm, I'm taking a redo. That don't count. And so we can learn from them energetically with, in terms of our intentionality to simply declare a redo. This is an opportunity for me to reset, for me to claim a new normal. Because not only is everything going to change, but it's never going to go back to how it was. Praise God. Because <laughs> we like to pick and choose when we do that. <laughs> but then you, if you really stop to think, about what else has to, you have to give way to in order to try to go back to that one thing that you liked about 2020. And usually if you take yourself through that process, you'll realize not worth it. I'm going to be all right with exactly the way it unfolded. Because why? It brought me to this awareness. But for that, I would not know what I know. But for that, I would not have experienced my resilience. But for that, you know how we say, oh, if that happened to me, I'd just die. And then it happens to you and you live to tell it. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that. I thought that would really take me out. But now, on the other side of it, you realize. <clears throat> Pardon me. That's the sign to quit hollering at the people. We come to realize that whatever changes we go through are a gift to us in some way. Now, do not rush to judgment. Do not try to discern the gift before you've had the experience. I, I know that it, it can be the tendency. You're looking in there for, where's the good in this? It's too early. Because the good will reveal itself. So you're not searching for it. You're not digging for it. You're allowing it to be revealed, but you cannot while you are in it. If the boat has capsized, you're going to have to wait till you get to dry land or shore before you can discern the beauty of that. (laughs) You might need to even dry off. But what I know is in time, and with the proper attitude, the proper awareness you tapping into, what have you learned so far? You've learned that none of that can take you out, can keep you down, can stop you, can break you, And the evidence, the proof of that is what? You still standing in the words of Elton John, you know? You're still standing. On so many levels, you got this. On so many levels. The key is to come into clear awareness. Trusting, valuing that truth that you absolutely got it. Now, I'm not crazy. I know, okay, (laughs) anybody who was waiting like that's not a punchline. I'm just simply establishing that I am not crazy. I have my own fears. So I know I'm speaking from the other side of it. But while in the capsized boat or in the water from the capsized boat, I know there's going to be fear. I know we are praise, We are calling out, beseeching. I don't know that we can get five steps together necessarily. My prayer is we can, but I know where we're going to go. It's going to be the call out. Yes, no matter what. This is what Ernest Holmes says. He says fear, it, fear probably is the most contagious disease in the world. And this is why This is in part why we don't want to entertain it. We don't want to just invite it in and set it up and give it its own key and 
gate opener and all that. We just, we, we, we know that, that we're going through it, but, but we want it to be a temporary arrangement. Because not only does it infect us, but everything around us. Ernest Holmes says, we know a good deal about the germs of physical disease, but it's only in recent years that science is beginning to speak of the possibility of what you and I might call a mental germ of fear that infects people. And it does. So we will experience fear, but the intention is that we not bow down to it, that we not live at the effect of it. Y'all have seen this particular slide over a number of years at this point. It's just to remind you that there, where there is no faith in the future, there is no power in the present. And this is why, even though fear, fear will be present, you must bring faith into the game. Because where there is no faith, there's no power. And you'll require power to change the circumstance in order to have another outcome. This is not, this is not woo-woo. This is look at what you want to accomplish. And then you must take the step. So this isn't just faith and, oh, we just, it's just, no, this is the requirement. You're like, where the faith at? And if you, you got to get it somehow. And the somehow is what we've been talking about, is to have a practice. This is why we teach the classes. This is why we gather in ways that, that support us. And building a practice and not just having events, not just having an event. I took the class, I've checked it off, I'm done. Sonia has said, I remember early on talking about that if we could each have, you know, six-pack or whatever it is we're looking at from one sit-up. Like I already did sit-ups. I did sit-ups in 2000. You know, and you're just like standing in a, I already did that. We know it requires a practice. It requires that we engage it and stay engaged with it if we want the shift. Hebrews 11 and 1 that Revelo mentioned in his, in his introduction to the video is now faith is assurance of things hoped for, a conviction of things not seen. In the New Open Bible, Faith without work cannot be called, I'm sorry, faith without work cannot be called faith. That's it. Because in James, verse 72 and 17, also faith alone without works is dead. So this notion of just telling people or just saying to oneself about how much faith we have, that's not the thing. The thing is to have some evidence of it, have, have some action where I can see the work of my faith, the degree to which I have engaged my belief of a different outcome. Because it's, what, it's not faith if you're talking about something that's already there. The idea about faith is that it's unseen. You are seeing it in your mental, in your third eye, essentially. Intuitively, you are sensing the presence of healed relationships of health and well-being, of financial prosperity, which uh, Catherine Ponder calls an abundance of all things good where your needs are met and you know they are. I want to end this with Shakti Gawan, who says that every one of us has a part that wants to change and grow. Every one of us does in truth. You know, there's some aspect of us that wants to be different. And it does not mean that who you are right now is not whole, perfect, and complete. It's just that you have a vision that includes your greatest yet to be. And you know that that's not now. You're not done. And so your next breath, your next step, your next job, your next opportunity, your next venture, is all up to you. 
and how you see you. She says that part of us that wants to change and grow and expand in a, in a um, Jabez kind of way, expanding one's territory. Not more stuff, more awareness, greater practice. That part of us is willing to do whatever it takes to become conscious, aware, committed. On the other hand, she says, we all have that part that's afraid of change. I'm talking to us about right now. This wasn't written for, it wasn't written in this right now moment, but it fits because we're in this place of tremendous change, more change than many of us have ever known. She says that, she says that this part of us figures that because we've survived so far, it's safer to continue doing things as we've done them rather than risk change. We all know that. There's that idea, that sense of a comfort zone, you know, and where we say to each other, no, that's the way we've been doing it. But we know the definition that we've been given for insanity is to keep doing what we've always done and expect a different outcome. And who among us doesn't expect a different outcome? If you're here, you have more mission. Your life purpose is not complete. And so we must begin to consider other options, other aspects. She says, this inspires growth and carries us forward to consider the differences and what else can happen. However, this fear or this resistance to change keeps us from moving so that we, out of a fear of being disoriented or overwhelmed. And sometimes it can feel like a tug of war. She doesn't have to tell us that. Sometimes we feel like we're fighting our, we're fighting our greater yet to be. Our who we've been is duking it out with our greater yet to be. She leaves us with this affirmation. I am growing and, ch and changing at a pace that is comfortable and exciting. You, you see that? So it's something that's, it's still an adventure in faith. So it's, I'm growing and changing even though I'm on this adventure in faith or because I am. I love you, heart and soul. I'm grateful that we're at a point where we are gradually adding folks to the mix in the building. I'm, I'm hoping that you get a sense of what is required of your leadership team to be at that point. While the world is duking it out from the how it ain't it awful and how it used to be and how we've been to what's possible for us. And so we're not rushing with this. You can tell that we're being very deliberate. We're not going to start our youth and family until we know that it's, that it's safe. You know, if the public schools are still working it out, we're going to wait. For our teens, it's a little different. So the Pulse team is setting up things, but it still is a different environment. So it still requires the caution, the awareness, the clear intention. We're up for it, though. We know we can do and be what is required of us. Here's what I know for sure. I know that if ever a change is going to come, I know it has to start. The change in my life has to start with me. The change in your life must begin with you. The change for the universe for our world, for heart and soul, for Oakland, for California, for, it starts with us. 
The day is over where we've identified the people to blame and we're going to hold responsible and they need to do it. If ever a change is going to come, it starts with you. Brannis McKenzie wrote a song about it. Here it go. If ever a change is gonna come Starts with me When all of my ducks are in a row It allows me to see I know whatever I need is there Just waiting for me Step in and start right now creating whatever I see. A time for transformation to heal my private nation. Whatever I can be, all I need to do is see. Transform 
Join me in prayer. And, uh, you know, I'm going to invite you to allow your eyelids to close, to, to come into an awareness of the divine and infinite possibility. I am molding today's prayer out of Ernest Holmes' 365 Days for Richer Living for November 7th. And he has it entitled, The Spirit of the Almighty Goes Before Me. I want to begin by saying God is good. God is good. I'm going to invite you to say that, not aloud, but to your inner knowing. Just say it in, the, in your inner knowingness. God is good. God is good. And even while I am praying out loud, you may continue to simply know and hear for yourself, God is good. There is one life. That life is the divine presence, perfect source, the living one, the strong one. I know that I am living the life of the living one, the strong one, even as the living one, the strong one, is living me, that I am breathing the breath of the divine, even as the breath of the divine is breathing me, and that this is true for each and every one of us. That as we are living the life of perfect source, perfect source is living us. I know and I know that I know that the power of good is an underlying principle of the universe and that it is a manifestation of almighty source. I know that the divine, the living one, the strong one is all good. I know that God is good. I know that good underlies all manifestations of thought and form because good is harmony and complete balance. Good is at the root of all manifestation regardless of its seeming absence. I know that this good is the basic principle of my existence. That which I am is good. That that we are is good. It is the vital living force that supports my every thought and deed. The love of the divine, the living one, the strong one fills my being and my life reflects the divine harmony which eternally guides my footsteps aright. Divine intelligence inwardly inspires and instructs that I may have the right ideas and the right guidance to do the good that I would do, that I can do in my life. I, Andriette, declare that this creative instant right now is our reset, our opportunity for a do-over, our new normal awaits us. Today I uncover the perfection within me. In its fullness, I reveal the indwelling kingdom. I look out upon the world of my affairs knowing that the spirit within me makes my way both immediate and easy. It is with ease and grace that I travel this way. I know that there is nothing in me that could possibly obstruct or withhold the divine circuit of life and love, which good is, which God is. My word dissolves every negative thought or impulse that could throw a shadow over my perfection, my wholeness, my completeness. 
good as God, as the living one, the strong one flows through me to all. Good shines through my thoughts and actions. Good harmonizes my body so that it is revitalized and manifests perfection in every cell. It knows what it is doing in every organ, in every function. Good harmonizes my mind so that love sings joyously in my heart. And I am completely conscious of all good in me, as me, around me, through me, and in all that is. I am in complete unity with my good, all good. The good that I know is God, the living one, the strong one, perfect source. So I am grateful. I'm grateful for this awareness. I'm grateful for this prayer by Ernest Holmes. I'm grateful for the truth revealed in all of its myriad ways. I am grateful for the order in the universe that is manifest and demonstrating right now as perfect change, as harmony, as joy, as peace, as truth, as a new normal that we all embrace in love and in divine knowing. Oh, it is an absolute perfect gratitude that I just let go and I let God, that I release this word into the perfect activity of law that I trust and know that it's done and done well in the divine. And I let it be. I seal it by simply saying, Ashe, Amen. And so it is. Y'all, I'm so grateful for this day, for our 12 years, and I know for sure that love matters. Thank you, heart and soul.